Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 102nd episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off during COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 60th episode in partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Justin Feinstein, who's most recently a freelance creative director slash copywriter at a biotech company, which is a little bit out of his comfort zone, but I'm sure he'll tell us a little bit more about that. But, you know, Justin, really happy to have you on. Awesome. Hey, Matt, I'm super happy to be here. And, and uh, man, I think this is such a great thing that you're doing. I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, appreciate it. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with this, uh, this crazy past year, where you're quarantining or now where, you know, you're kind of residing and how you've been keeping busy the last few months. Sure. Well, I'll start on the, the personal side and then come over to the professional. Um, I mean, as you can see in, in uh, sunny Santa Monica, which has made the, the past year much more bearable. Um, but I did, I'd like to say, earn my way out here. I was in, in Brooklyn and New York for many years. So, um, you know, miss it, but not definitely don't miss it now that we've been uh, stuck inside. So it's a little bit of, you know, beach and mountains is, is uh, a lot better than being in a shoebox apartment in Brooklyn. Um, but I'm also here with my, you know, my father-in-law moved in with us during the pandemic and uh, we got a pandemic puppy. So with that and a couple of years, it's very crowded here. So, so um, hopefully we'll make it through this meeting without a child or a dog, you know, flying in, interrupting. Um, so, you know, and I think everybody's in that same boat, right? Of just, you know, quarters closing in, kind of making do with what we have. So it's been, it's been a challenge, but it could definitely have been worse. As far as the professional side, you know, as you'd mentioned, I've, I've spent the last nine months um, in-house with a, uh, a biotech startup, which is very different than anything I've ever done before. A former creative partner of mine uh, at MRN brought me in uh, to this Feelmore Labs where he had been working to launch a wearable stress relieving device, which again, not like anything I'd ever done before. I was in meetings with brain scientists and you know, learn, learning all about the brain and stress relief, which is very, very interesting. Um, and also just being in a startup, right? That kind of whole entrepreneurial spirit where you're kind of collectively moving towards you know, a common goal. It's kind of nice, you know, not having the, the, you know, layers of creative hierarchy and certain processes you get at agencies. Um, and I served as like the entirety of the copy department, right? So not just, you know, writing, but, but doing, you know, strategy and research and kind of making my own briefs. So that was, that was fun and wearing a lot of hats, writing everything from app copy to marketing copy. And again, talking to, doctors and people much scientists people much smarter than I am and trying to figure out like how to distill that into consumer facing copy so kind of drawing upon like everything I've, I've learned and done at an agency but doing it in a different context um, but it was interesting because you know I was there as things were kind of bottoming out on the advertising side and was you know obviously aware of it but then to come out of that you know that stint and just you know, try to get work and all of a sudden be like, oh, wow, like it, it really is bleak and daunting uh, out there. So that was, um, you know, you can you can know it and hear about it anecdotally, but then to actually have to experience it. And, you know, I'm, I've been doing this for a while. I'm not 25 anymore. You know, getting older in this industry is can be like a little scary and certainly because there's less of those senior roles available. So when you're when you're trying to get that on top of it, only kind of compounds the pressure and stress and anxiety and all that fun stuff that uh, everybody in this industry already knows about. Yeah, I'm sure really interesting one to kind of go that that biotech angle for a little bit and at least taste that and see what life is like on the, like you said, startup side, but also in the you know biotech space. 
I've heard a lot of people, whether it was, you know, intentional or not, using COVID as an opportunity to kind of like go into a kind of new, unique opportunity to just feel it out. And then, like you mentioned, you know, coming out of it and being like, oh, shit, you know, this pandemic is real. Maybe I was shielded a little bit from a long gig and now coming into it, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, you know, this is real, but hopefully, hopefully on the way out. And I think, you know, more jobs are coming. And also, if any kids or dogs interrupt, we've had way worse out of the, you know, throughout the 101 episodes I've done, whether it's my dog going going crazy or, or whatever it is. So no worries on that. But maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, how you got into advertising, some clients you've worked on and where you've worked in the past. Sure. Um, I, I came in you know, very non-traditionally, I guess. I um, many moons ago was a professional musician. I have a uh, music degree from the Berkeley College of Music. Um, I, I like to say I'm the world's only uh, conga player turned copywriter. <laughs> which I can't I can't certify that, but my guess is that's true. Um, but uh, is, I'm sure it's not surprising for you to know. You know, making a living playing music is not an easy thing to do. And uh, you know, I got to a point of waiting around in a, a club around a bunch of drunks at two in the morning, waiting to get handed a wad of cash. You know, I, I thought like I can't I can't do this anymore. So. Um, I got, got a master's in media studies uh, while working a day job, day gig at Pfizer. I like to refer to myself as America's worst secretary at that time. And um, they paid for the they paid for the gig, and I took all my classes online. Um, and then, you know, I graduated. I was trying. I learned all this media production, learned like a little bit of Photoshop and HTML, you know, video and audio production. Um, and I was kind of acquiring all these, you know, like media digital world skills and. Had friends worked in advertising and, and were, you know, that was kind of post dot com boom, but there were a lot of interesting things going on in New York in that space. And, uh, and, and I always loved to write, you know, I had done all these classes online. There's something about language, the rhythm of language. It felt very familiar to me from that, that musical background. So um, it's hilarious. I saw an ad on Craigslist of all places for an agency looking for a junior copywriter no experience necessary and i and i wrote this like really bold aggressive ambitious copyright you know uh cover letter i think i referenced eminem in there um and <laughs> the best somehow, time <laughs> of course somehow it like you know made its way into you know through the cracks of something something like 400 people applied for the job um but but it got to the right person they they were intrigued and they brought me in and it was this wacky agency called renegade marketing that i don't know if they're still around um but they were they were just like a you know a guerrilla marketing agency that did a lot of like wacky fun stunts and stuff and um yeah it brought me in i interviewed hit it off and never looked back since i i you know, kind of worked my way up in the in the agency world in new york a lot of boutiques that are probably no, no longer around but also you know did a, did a stand at Digitas, the senior copywriter there. Um, last gig I had in New York was at MRM uh, for three years there. And that was um, on Verizon Fios. So overseeing all digital copy there across awareness and acquisition. Um, basically, you know, overseeing a team of six writers, trying to keep them from quitting and <laughs> keep them sane while they're cranking out like a million emails and banner ads a day. Um, also got to do some pretty cool video work there. I, um, a career milestone for me was getting to work with Craig Robinson, writing a bunch of like funny spots for uh, for a product launch for Verizon there, um, which was really cool, really fun. He's as, as amazing to work with uh, as you would expect. Uh, and then about five years ago, I came out here to Santa Monica to work at an agency, Red Interactive, which is now 160 over 90. 
um, which is very, very interesting, obviously, like, you know, major lifestyle change and, and the palm trees you see here. But also, you know, LA is totally different, you know, businesses out here and accounts. So I'd never done entertainment before. And all of a sudden, there's like tons of this art, uh, entertainment work and automotive and tech. Uh, so that was really fun, even, you know, even getting to pitch or kind of peripherally work a little bit on not even like the most exciting work or even just social work for like shows and movies, getting to watch like a season of something early and come up with ideas for it. Like, that's pretty cool, you know, even if, even if it's just for a pitch and you don't win. Um, but also got to do some really fun, um, you know, experiential stuff there. I did a great um, live Twitch event, or live, everything on Twitch is live, but a, a Twitch event for uh, launching a uh, Walking Dead based video game, which was really cool, which was like programming a TV show, basically. Like it was like four or six hours of live content we did with a, you know, a host and a bunker and zombies wandering around. That was, that was wild and got to do some pretty cool work for Under Armour too with a, uh, a live trivia uh, um, project we did based in the, in the playoffs a few years ago. Like whenever Steph Curry hit a, a three, it launched this whole game-based experience. And if you remember when, um, you know, the, the HQ, that trivia game, everyone was yeah. kind of going crazy over that, that kind of inspired that thing. So um, yeah, and did, did that there for a few years. And then I was, let's see, after that and before the biotech thing, I uh, worked for a Bay Area agency called Factor that's very embedded at Google, um, which is really interesting, a whole window into Google and their culture and how they work. And that was a trip because it was a, it's like a 30 some person agency, almost entirely creatives and almost entirely remote. And so I started this six months before the pandemic and I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm working remote, like yeah, try this, you know? And then the whole world followed me six months later, uh, which is really funny to see everybody kind of making jokes about Zoom and all that stuff. And I had like, you know, I had experienced like everything everybody else was and kind of had gotten acclimated after having been just as like, you know, it being just as jarring for, for me as it was for everybody else. Um, so yeah. yeah. That's funny, especially the, the Zoom is like we're a year and a half in and the amount of people who still start meetings on mute is like astonishing as if we, just, we never learn. But yeah, I love I love that background. And I love that you've, you know, bounced around from agencies, kind of getting experience from all of them. And it seems like some, you know, were a little bit different than the others. So whether that's, you know, smaller or bigger size, you know, kind of getting a taste for everything. So my next question would be, you know, what are you looking for in your next role? What type of agency do you want to gravitate towards, if agency at all? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm open to both agency and internal roles. You know, I like, I think what I, I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily, I don't know that I would ever want to work at a biotech startup again, but what it is nice there, and it reminded me of when I've worked at the kind of smaller boutique energy, you know, agencies is when you kind of feel like you're part of building something like, you know, collective somewhat from the ground up. Um, you know, it's not to say that at bigger agencies, there aren't, you know, great opportunities with, with accounts. And, and oftentimes it's like you, you know, the account you're on, the people you're working with, that's what matters way more than what the, you know, what the name is on the door when you walk in. Um, but I do like the feeling of, of when you're, when you're building something, whether you're building an agency or, you know, bringing a product to market, that kind of collective spirit of, of kind of like, we're, we're in this together, we're, we're working. It's, you get in those environments, it's less about, you know, people having these hard defined roles and maybe getting a little territorial or maybe, you know, well, that's, great idea. Now we have to ladder it up through like, you know, seven layers of creative approval and, uh, and all that. So I, I like the idea of being, being somewhere where there's, there's a, you know, a, a feeling of kind of a growth and, you know, collective momentum moving forward. Um, and then also, you know, 
I've been doing this for a while. I, I like when I can draw on more parts of my brain than, than just, you know, just the writing side. And also, you know, I, I've been, a, you know, a, a CD and ACD. I've had kind of all the, all the titles you can have. Um, but I, I don't like getting too far away from the actual work. You know, I, I, a lot of people, once they hit a certain level, think, you know, I'm not, I'm not opening up any software. I'm just going to sit and cross my legs and back of the room point and tell you what's wrong with what you did. But I don't, to me, that's, you know, I feel like once you do that, you're not even, you, you, it's kind of like you start, I don't know, you lose your, your craft or a little bit the relationship with your craft. So, and also, you know, if, when you're working with other creatives, you don't want to like, I mean, it's part of how you earn your, your respect and, you know, I don't know, collectively, you know, solve problems together is getting down in, in the trenches. So, and I love writing. I never want to, you know, not be actively writing or even just, you know, revising, editing, helping people improve, improve their work. Yeah, totally. I love, I love hearing that. And yeah, I think it is, you know, about the craft and wanting to stay involved and not becoming, you know, creative director, executive creative director and kind of becoming standoffish there. So I think, you know, wanting to be involved is, is really nice. Do you have a preference freelance or full-time? I, you know, I, I full-time is, is what I want. You know, it's, it's easier to pick up the, the, the freelance work, obviously, because there's more of that out there. Um, and also, you know, as, as someone, again, as I mentioned before, he's been doing this for a while, there's the, the full-time roles are more competitive and harder to get. Um, I enjoy the stability of a, of a full-time role. I kind of, you know, wound up in these kind of having a couple of these kind of longer freelance engagements, you know, which are, are great. You know, I've, you know, made a lot of money, which is great too, but, um, you know, I've, I'm, I pay 1700 bucks uh, out of pocket a month for family health insurance, you know, and um, I, I went through, so I think a stretch of like, you know, it was like 19 months where I didn't, um, didn't take a day off, you know, other than a forced day off for a holiday. And, you know, that's, that's freelance life and also kind of a, a luxury to be able to do that. But, um, you know, I have, I have kids, uh, I'm not, I'm not 23. So, you know, being able to, being able to be somewhere full time and kind of established is definitely most appealing to me right now. Yeah, that makes sense. And what are some of your better, you know, work related qualities? Um, good question. I think, um, I pride myself on being pretty thick skinned. Like I've had people tell me a lot that like, that I'm pretty unflappable. Um, you know, I've, I think from having, you know, been a professional musician and worked, you know, you know, it was very long time ago, but just, you know, you can only imagine the kind of craziness you have to deal with doing that, you know, and, um, and even going through like the rigor of music school, I used to have teachers like, you know, laugh at me when I, you know, <laughs> when, I, when I played something that they didn't like. Um, so I, I feel like I, you know, um, I'm often a person who's, a, a, you know, a, I feel like I'm appreciated by my colleagues by having, you know, you know, kind of leading by example through that of, of being able to, you know, stay calm, but also a person who's, you know, like two minutes before a meeting, if you're scrambling to get something done, you know, as, as is often the case, being able to like, you know, write really quickly or really quickly get something ready in a slide or, you know, um, you know, knowing that I'm presenting work in five minutes and I, you know, have an account person start <laughs> talking for five minutes. So this thing that someone just sent can get slipped in there, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the thrill or, or the, you know, the, the, the high or the rush of, of working in the industry. So um, yeah. And, and that, and just, as you know, writing, I, I, um, I'm fortunate to be uh, married to a, a novelist and uh, I should plug her, uh, Julia Fierro, who runs the Sackett Street Writing Workshop, which is a New York based small business that uh, has grown and, and, and flourished over the years and during the pandemic has pivoted and offered all online classes. Anyways, long roundabout way of saying that, that I'm, I get to spend a lot, a lot of time around writers and I'm around 
writers quite a bit. Um, so I, I feel like I take writing and the craft of writing very seriously. And I've written a lot outside of advertising. And I feel like I draw upon that quite a bit in, in, in my writing and my work. Yeah, that's great. Love, you know, love all those kind of qualities. I think they're all, you know, really important. One, being able to, you know, get a thrill for the rush of the crazy chaos that goes on in the industry because there is tons of that. Love that you shamelessly plugged the wife. You'll get brownie points for that, I'm sure. Do you have a, a favorite project that you've worked on? Um, you know, probably that that Craig Robinson work that I, I mentioned before, I think. I mean, you know, for a writer, like, you know, writing funny lines for a comedian and seeing him per perform them is pretty amazing. Um, as far as like the how that was actually handled, you know, he's... Um, you know, people know they see him kind of like noodling at a piano, but he he's a like a real legit musician. Um, and so, you know, we knew this. And so like before that shoot, um, you know, I wrote a lot of these lines, but the the melodies weren't written at all, you know, and and um, it was interesting. We got to work with like a musicologist and had to like get the chords pre-approved because which is fascinating to me as a learning experience is you can't have someone just kind of make it sing up on the fly because if it accidentally sounds like some song, right, there's a lawsuit and all of a sudden Verizon's like, what, what on earth have you done? So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I had written all these lines and he would like look at a line in the teleprompter, like laugh a little bit, which of course I'm like blushing, like that's like, you know, like just I should retire right there. Um, and then he would like come up with a melody like at the piano and kind of figure out how to sing it and perform it. So it's like, you know, you had, I had the enjoyment of just him, you know, performing what I'd written, but also watching his creative process, which was just amazing. Um, and, you know, he's just five minutes later, he's performing this thing just based on reading a line. Um, and then, you know, like between takes, he's playing like U2 and Cindy Lauper <laughs> and jazz and all this stuff. Um, and, uh, and also, um, I should mention shameless plug number two, my, si my sister, Rachel Feinstein is a pretty well known stand up comedian, and she's a friend of his. So I actually brought her to the shoot just to like kind of, you know, be there, which was really fun because it made it like very, you know, so, you know, I've, I've worked with a ton of celebrities, but sometimes they're approachable, sometimes they're not, you know, and to have her there, you know, kind of keep it loose and joke with him made it like so much fun. So yeah, that's like a amazing memory that's like etched, you know, etched in my mind forever. Yeah, that's great. Super cool. And and I know, you know, like you mentioned, thankfully, it's kind of a cool career that you get to work with a lot of celebrities, but some could be total divas. Some don't even show up. Some show up and they're like, I'll give you 30 minutes. So to have someone yeah. like kind of down to earth and actually willing to spend time and, and craft and make the work as good as we envision it from the start is, is amazing and a great experience. What will agencies be getting if they did, you know, reach out and hire you? Um. I think that, you know, they get someone who's, who's done a little bit of everything, I think, um, you know, and also uh, it's interesting. I know we had kind of chatted before about, um, you know, that feeling as a creative, when you, when you have your portfolio out there representing you and it's like, wow, these are nine or 12 squares, right. You know, trying to tell the whole story for me. Um, and I feel sometimes with me, I've gotten a little bit of like, oh, you're going to be really, you know, you'll be bored by what we do or, um, you know, like you have all this video and like exciting, you know, activation-based work, but we're doing more, you know, more just general, you know, communication awareness, you know, email CRM. And I kind of, you know, I obviously love the fun stuff and everybody does, but I kind of geek out on some of the like, you know, more just like strategic problem solving things too. I feel like, you know, the, the more I work, the more I enjoy sometimes when it's less like, you know, let's be wacky. And it's more like, how do we like figure out how to like solve this business problem together, you know? And so 
that that's fun too because it's you know getting to know clients and like getting a sense of like what they really want and kind of working towards a solution and I love that stuff and even you know if it becomes like building out some you know competitive messaging deck or you know or a brand voice guide I think that stuff is really fun too so um yeah, I'd certainly want people to know that is that this isn't someone who's going to like wants to just like write funny commercials. Not that I don't, right? Everybody right. loves that, but that I'm, you know, very much content and and capable of doing some of the, you know, the harder, you know, brain. Totally. Brain. Well, is that ultimately what you know when you ended up going to the biotech startup? Was that some thinking on your end too of you know a new challenge, but also you you always kind of liked doing maybe some more heavy lifting versus just you know straight up writing. Yeah, and it's you know it's funny when I was when I was there, um, you know I was um, I was like as you know as we were working this I was like you know I haven't seen a lot on like strategy like what's really informing this creative and they're basically like we don't really have a strategy, um, and so you know I've been fortunate to work with like great strategists over the years. Red in particular had like an awesome strategy department. I was like cool, I'm just gonna do what I saw them do with brands and kind of figure it out on the way. And so I like you know plotted out a matrix of like, you know, positioning and then get a sense of like, here's a competitive landscape and kind of here's, here's where we are, but I think we should move over here because look at this like sweet spot that nobody else is in. Um, and that was really fun, you know, I mean, I'm not a, a strategist and would never pretend to be one. Um, but to be able to do that, and then, you know, that was really well received. Everyone's like, yeah, this is awesome. This is like exactly what we want to be doing. So I was like, cool, you know, that can become like a, a North Star to point to. Um, yeah, so that was that was great, and I, you know, I love again. Like I think I'd mentioned before, like having opportunities to do to do that, or even you know, I always I always have Photoshop open, and by no means am I a designer, you know, but like sometimes for me to make the ugly version of something to help explain something or just move a project down the road, I end up doing that a lot. At this biotech agency is I would mock up banner ads to just get like internal approval, and that and 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 like all the design side people love that because it's like great, you can like, you know. Move, move the project along and obviously you know it's nothing that's ever going to see you know a consumer would ever see my like hideous hack job but you know it's fun to be able to use you know more parts of your brain than just here's the copy doc now you go make magic right oh 100 percent. i and i love that and i tried doing that too you know sometimes it's just easier to put something on paper with our crazy vision even though it looks super shitty just to to get it across and to keep you know keep things moving yes the last question for me is if there is a, a dream client, agency, brand, someone you want to give a little shout out to. You know, I thought I thought about this question. I know you told me ahead of time. Like, I really, it's <laughs> it's definitely no. I mean, definitely, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a dream agency for the for the kind of fact that I said before. Like, I've you know I've worked at, at big places and had friends that work at big you know big name famous places and. And I think it really depends a lot on the account and the people, you know, I've, and I've also seen no name agencies do amazing work. Um, so for me, it's more, you know, um, more, I think the oper specific opportunity, the account, the people at the agency that matters more. As far as clients, you know, um, I, I love, I feel I've gotten to do some sports-based stuff, but I'm always, you know, wanting to do more. I think getting to work on, you know, like at a, an account for a, for a team, like an NBA team would probably be pretty amazing, whether that was, you know, internal role or at an agency. Um, I think the whole kind of uh, legalizing sports betting world with like FanDuel and DraftKings, I think that's a really fun space like uh, to get involved in as well. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, sports just like, you know, there's such like a plethora of emotions there, right? Like you can be funny, you can be serious, you can be like dramatic, but it's not, it's not something anyone's kind of like passive about, right? It's, it's kind of, I know you're a sports fan as well, right? But uh, yeah, 
yeah, totally. There's so much fun work. And it's funny because like you mentioned, I've seen a bunch of really, really great work come from like individual teams these days, which beforehand you never saw is usually, you know, the MLB or the you know, NFL. They do kind of big brand spots. But I just saw the Mets put out a cool video. You know, the Twins, like all these teams must have kind of little in-house agencies that are just putting out awesome work. And it's probably two people, you know, can't be more than that. And they just get to, you know, put out cool work and have, you know, the whole team as they're kind of, you know, licensed to go out and use pretty freely, which is awesome. That's, that's really it for me. Appreciate you, you taking the time and, and hopping on to do this. Yeah. And I, I, I know I said up front, but I want to say it again, like, wow, I'm, I, I think it's such a wonderful thing that you're doing uh, for the, for the advertising com- you know, community. Like I, I, as I told you in a message earlier, it really kind of re- restored my faith in the humanity of advertising and reminded me that there are, uh, there's still good, you know, good people out there. Um, so, so much, much, uh, much respect to you for doing this. And I'm, I'm really, really, you know, flattered and happy to, to, uh, for you taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, of course. Few things restore faith in humanity. Glad you think this is one and then I lost my wallet pre-COVID and an Uber driver called me and was like, hey, I, I found your wallet. I'll come drop it off. I was like, you, my friend, awesome. restoring faith. Thank bring, you. Bring him on for episode 103. Just right? <laughs> Exactly. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, you know, by justinfeinstein.com is my site. Um, that, that's my handle on, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on, uh, on LinkedIn. There's one other, one or two other Justin Feinsteins, but um, one of them is a brain scientist who's studying like people who don't experience fear, which is pretty wild. So cool. that's another kind of rabbit hole to go down. But uh, you know, if you need a, <laughs> if you need anything in the advertising space, you know, definitely hit me up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap for the 102nd episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who might want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com. And you can now check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thank you so much. Take care, Matt. Thank you. Later.